advise you to get off the streets as quickly as possible. It'll soon be a war up there. And we are, as a people, opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths. I know for a fact. And to secret proceedings. Weapons of mass destruction. I have a dream. I take the threat very seriously. A new world order. Your government thanks you for your participation. You are now listening to the world-famous Sofa King Podcast. Please, read from sheets. I am... Sofa King. Sofa King. Now repeat all very fast, please. I am Sofa King. Faster. I am Sofa King. No, not so fast. Loses meaning. I am Sofa King. You say funny things. I'm gonna, uh, did you put that, that bottle of whiskey away? I need a... Which one? Which one? The good one? No, we need it, because, yeah, you got to pour it. It's in the container. Yeah. It's still in the oh, box. Okay. I'm going to need that. For the record, I'm eating all the old food that we have in the drawers and under the desk. I got some England, some Africa here. These are actually really good. <laughs> and, I, like, they're rock hard. There's no, like, nice way to eat them, though. Like, a, it looks like the cookie monster when you eat it. Like, it, it's super that's hard. That's how you look when you eat everything. They're yeah. butter, buttermilk rusks. You're supposed to put them in coffee, but... Brad tricked me during the break to put it in my whiskey. It didn't work the same. I didn't trick you. No. I just say you should dip in your whiskey. And you're all, he was oh, pressuring yeah. me real hard, Dave. Oh, yeah. Real hard. Yeah. Sounds great. He's like, do it. Everybody's doing it. I was like, I, I can't. I can't. I did it anyway. I wouldn't have done it on my own accord. No. Probably not. No. It took the peer pressure for it to happen. So but we yeah. have a magnificent whiskey from Mike DeFrancisco, yeah? Mm-hmm. Mr. Dave Francisco from New York. And it is the Glenn Fittich Double X. Project Double Pro- X. Project Double X. Experimental. Um, it's an experimental blend of, of Glenn Fittich. So we're going to give it a shot and see see what's up. I have a feeling that Brad really likes it. I already drank it. Yeah, he did. I was a weak dink. I can't even, I'm not even drinking the whole thing because it's, I need to savor it. It's that good. Man. I had gotten worried oh, I had my, my Maggie Hellcat mixed up in the glass, but I do not because. It just comes in waves of deliciousness. It's really good. I'll be honest. I still had a little bit of this, this stone ground fucking husk thing going on here and it's good together. It's like cookies and coffee it, and. It's it, good. It's, it's really, I mean, really smooth. That is really, really I was not smooth. expecting it. I, I was expecting it to be smokier. But no, the smokiness is there, even. but it's so it's so mellowed out yeah. by everything else. Super chill. This is like a this this whiskey's like super chill. Like I mean, I had a little I, bit of warm in my nose for a second. Yeah, it has there. a little warmth. It has a little yeah. warmth to it. Like uh, back of my tongue gets a little warm, but it's like slight yep. and it's smooth, and the flavor is oh, just. I mean, the container's it's, impressive it's really alone. It's really good. That is a great whiskey, sir. Yeah, slight, slightly caramely, slightly yep, definitely caramely. touch of smoke. Like, yeah, it's really, really good. Like, and I don't like smoky whiskey. I just talked about that last week, but uh, it's it's really this right here. Is, what is it? A single malt? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just this my thing. Like that shit's fucking good. That's really nice. It's really good. That's that's uh, that's worthy of a purchase. Yeah. Is this but, what almost killed me last time, or it's because I had the spoonful of the other shit? That's I think what it's it was. the spoonful. It, yeah, it, I wouldn't. Do it. <laughs> it's been expired. they've been open forever. <laughs> yeah. The cashews though, like yeah, yeah. What could go wrong? 
<laughs> I don't know. Remember, the, remember that the 15 that pounds? Was, that was one of the two elements that led to you feeling like you were going to have a heart attack. No, that was the 20-pound bag of pistachios. No, yeah, but was, the Marmite got me one night. Uh, this says Marmite, Marmite so I'm scared, uh, but I think it was the Marmite, Marmite peanut butter. Had so much yeah. sodium content. Oh yeah. Oh, because you're just sitting there eating it with your pocket knife. Yeah, yeah that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah you eat marmite off pocket knife. You're asking mm. trouble. Yeah, and you just kept going back for more. It's good, actually. It's really good, I but you apparently disagree. can't have it. I disagree. Yeah. yeah, I liked it. I think if you eat marmite, you're an idiot. No, it's marmite <laughs> peanut butter. Yeah, it wasn't exactly. marmite. It that's was even marmite worse. Peanut butter. How was your cookie and whiskey? They just don't blend. No. Dipping it in the whiskey wasn't good, but yeah. having it and then having a drink of whiskey mm. after eating it was, was actually okay. okay. Mm. But the dip thing didn't work. No. This yeah, leave it in there Mike. until it gets soggy. Thank you, Mike. That's Thank really you, good. Mike. That was yeah, I would expect nothing less whiskey. from a classy guy such as Mike. Nice. You know. Well done. So. So we also, um, at the top of our week, we like to give away our El Yucateco hot sack. And this week, the hot sack is from Sequoia McKinnon. Mm-hmm who uh, found a bunch of fairy-esque bottles of El Yucateco out in the woods. She was and, looking for syrup and, and mushrooms. Right, yeah. but she found a bunch of El Yucateco bottles hiding and darting about in the woods, and she was able to capture some of them on film. They're elvish. They're fairy-esque. Yeah, they are. They have been known to dart they about. Are. So you, you will be contacted by Frankie Pigeons, and you will uh, be getting a bag of swag from El Yucateco. So thank you um, for the hustle. That was a really cool uh, post. Um, and as always, we like to uh, give a shout out to our patrons um, for the week. Uh, patronage is what helps us pay the bills and ship the shops and and get server mm-hmm. sharp space the ships, and sharp yeah. the ships. And you guys are killing it. You guys are ramen. awesome. And yeah, you're really awesome. Really blown away. Uh, I'm flabbergasted. Getting. Jeepers mm-hmm. creepers, you guys. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, but we always like keep to it give clean. A, I'm just uh, keeping it clean. Over yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. I appreciate <laughs> it. We like to give a shout out. Um, G Willikers. Go- gosh, golly. Mm. Frankie fuck puss. Shut the front door. Uh, that's a good one. That's a better one. Yeah. yeah. What a dump truck. That's better than Frankie fuck puss. <laughs> Frankie fuck puss. If, you're, being try, good. if you're trying to be good. Ugh, that's being good. Fuck puss. Is a word. <laughs> that's a terrible term. What's wrong with that? Fuck puss. It's Ooh. Frankie's last name. Man. Frankie is that is not Frankie's last name. Frankie Fuckpuzz. Yeah. Who? You didn't Frankie. meet him? <laughs> That's such a gross term. <laughs> I don't know why. Fuckpuzz sounds terrible. We met him in Chicago at the meetup. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck, the guy with the boils? Yeah. The guy with the boils. Yes. Yeah. Oof. Anyway, um, so the first of our patrons that we want to thank is Soul Prophet. Damn. It's S O L. Which I think makes it even cooler. They go platinum yet? Mm. I don't know. It's so soul, soul profit. profit. Not S O U L, but soul profit. S O. I don't care how they're spelling it. That name's fucking fire. That's it. They're done. Yeah. Pretty good. I'm, I'm, I'm his partner. Mm-hmm. My nickname's Soul Proprietor. Nice. Oh, nice. That's, yeah. yeah. Can I get in on it? Sure. Is it profit like biblical or like money? Um, it is biblical. Uh, the profit. Either way, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a dope name. Soul profit. Yeah, that's, soul, soul. That's like profit. the opposite of fuck puss. Yeah, like it, it well, really is. No, it's kind of the same I, thing. I wanted to be soul Mm-mm. fuck puss. Soul Isn't, fuck puss. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. Yeah, that one's good. There's a greater than soul profit <laughs> little part towards <laughs> okay. fuck puss okay. for sure. Huh. I'm impressed by that name. Are you impressed by Zach Henderson? Mm, it's a bit average. It's a little average. Yeah, Every Zach I ever Zach. knew is trouble. The Zach with an H instead of a K. 
Uh, that's okay, probably. Z H A C. Yeah. Zach. No, Z A C H instead of C K. That's normal. Zach. Yeah. Zach. It's like a 50 50 split between K's and H's. Do you know? Do you know Zach owns a yacht? Oh, does he own a yacht? Yeah. He likes to float around on the lake in his yacht. Yeah. Yeah. Swinging his maquette. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> they're the just bad kids, but generally once they reach 25, there's either they go to jail or they're okay. Who's like, Zax? Yeah, Zax. Zax. Yeah. Spelled with CK. Yeah. Yeah. They always look like cabbage. CH is usually okay. They always look like cabbage patch kids, too. Yeah. I don't know what's wrong with them. The CHs are normal. They're like mongoloids, Hatchet, but with Zatchet. cabbage patches. That's their cabbage patch name is Hatchet yeah. Zatchet. Yeah. Hatchet Zatchet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a lot of, no. that's a lot of quiet. Dave's yeah, thinking a ponderance. We have Colm, C O L M <laughs> O'Connor. Colm. I suspect he might be Irish. Colm. Colm. Like, like I'm going to comb my hair? Are, are you too good for your comb? <laughs> Answer me. Use your comb to comb <laughs> your hair. Comb down. <laughs> why don't you? Comb over here. <laughs> comb down, why don't you? Just there, comb, comb does, over here and comb does, down. Does his version of uh, Mortal Kombat, comb here. Yeah. Comb, what, comb here. <laughs> I heard that, uh, the Black Panther started, that he died of comb cancer. Comb cancer? Yeah. <sighs> too soon, bro? Way. <laughs> That's not too soon. He had it for a long time. Yeah, he had it for four years. Yeah. Technically, if you weigh it in that way. Yeah. Yeah, but the world found out about it like a day. That's ago. a joke that's been waiting for four years to I happen. Don't make, I don't know how it works out that he didn't tell anybody. Like how that's when just, they found out versus once it, once it happened. I don't, I don't know. know. This this is how I think about it. Did he care about me when I died? No. So I don't care about him. No, that's I was actually kind of I was flabbergasted by Why? that. Yeah. Yeah. Gary Coleman. Yeah, there's, there's a bunch of them. Yeah, there's a lot. Coleman um, Lantern. Then instead of Colm, we have Chloe Turner Messervy. <laughs> what the fuck is that? What's Turner Messervy? Messer Turner. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You Turner Messervy. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. Slow down for a second. Turner Messervy. Turner hyphen Messervy. <laughs> yeah. So her original name was Turner, and then she Mary hyphened Maservi. it to Messervy. Yeah. If you're not careful, you turn to Maservi. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where's that from? Maservi. I don't know. I don't know. Is it Arab? That's an action word. No, I think Maservi, it's Indian? probably going to be more of a, like a oh, Russian. Armenian. Like a. Armenian. Ukrainian. She wears pointy shoes. She wears pointy shoes and funny hats. That's how you turn to Maservi. Yeah, I think you might be right. Really funny looking foreign. <laughs> yeah. It could she be looks, a dish. That she, looks like a, she looks like a, a female Jamiroquai. Maybe. Yeah. I do like the dish option. Yeah, I'll have a tenor masurvi. dish? Yeah. I, I hear it. It's like tiramisu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll turn turn, 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 turn mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like oh, if Oki's trying fancy. to order tiramisu. He's like, hey, man, I'll take tiramisurvi. Yeah. 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 I He's fucking it up. And then finally, we have Derek Hardison. It's, it's noble. It's weird how we have this list of names, and there's like, I mean, you think in your lifetime you've heard a lot of names. I know. We don't have any repeats. I, I fucking, no, I'm just saying, like, you, like, like looking at the end of movies or fuck, you know, you always have these weird names and they just don't stop. They just keep coming. It just, there's, yeah, there's, there's a never just, ending, there's a never ending supply, fucking of, supply of weird yeah. names. Yeah. Like, not normal shit, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, weird, off the wall. Like, fucking, Zach Henderson was normal. Yeah, that was a normal name. Yeah, that was a normal list, name. But the rest of them weren't. But you have three other ones. What that was are last weird. Derek? Yeah. Was it? I didn't get, I didn't get a proper attention. Hardison, not Hardison. super weird. Yeah, but well, Derek's normal, but he has a heart of sin. Hardison, that's what I hear. Heart of sin. Son, S O N. 
Hardison. It's the son of Hardy. Hardison's chili. That's what he's he's known for. Yeah. You just let it lie, huh? Should have left it alone. Maybe. I'm over here. So anyway, if you wanna if you wanna uh support us, um you can go to patreon.com uh black slash sofa king podcast. Um give us as little as a dollar to get bonus episodes. We record an extra bonus episode every week. And if you want to um, give more, you can get early episodes. You can get access to the live video stream, all kinds of sweet swag and T-shirts and whiskey glasses and everything else. So there's a whole tier most, structure. Most importantly, you're not a fuckface peasant. Even Absolutely, at a dollar. I mean, it just takes a dollar, $12 a year. Yeah, and you're not a fuckface to peasant. Not, to have your dad want to be a part of your life. That's right. And, and Bill Smith's simple. on the live stream right now. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that alone. That alone right there yeah. is, is nobody cares. He has a parrot on uh, his shoulder while he's watching. Bill this. Smith does? Yeah. He was like a real life pirate. Bill mm. Smith. Diamond pirate. Mm. Stick a feather up your ass. You're not a duck, you know? Yeah, that's true, Dave. I don't know, man. Put a pickle jar in your ass. You're a duck. I need to see him rape and pillage before I can see yeah. him. Yeah, <laughs> I have to, to see rape it. And yeah. Yeah. We need we need yeah. eyewitness. You won't proof see much after that because he's going to jail if you get a video of him raping and pillaging. Pirates don't That's go to jail. Pirates, pirates life. and pirates don't go to jail. Yo ho yo ho, a pirate's, pirates life for me. me. There you go, That's Bill. What you do? <laughs> get raping and pillaging, bro. <laughs> you want real credit? You can even if cred. you even if you want like even if all you want to do is just take a ship. Yeah. Just, you don't have to rape yeah. or pillage anyone. Just take a ship. I took a ship point. this afternoon. I mean, if you hit <laughs> I had a chimichanga, if you hit a young woman in the head with a sword butt, I'm happy with that. Yep. Just I mean, I had a sword butt after I I, I took a ship. <laughs> <laughs> I had a bunch of triple X. Before this is what that. Dave, so yeah. this is what Dave was talking about about your pours of whiskey in the in the. Uh, what do you no, mean? We're bonus nowhere, episode? Nowhere, nowhere. I no, I know, but it's already starting. Hey, I'm gonna tell you right now. It's I already can, starting. Bad can, bad puns, horrible jokes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Mary happening. fucking Poppins. Mary fucking Poppins. Yeah. Yeah. I can feel my face. We're good. I'm telling you. Yeah. I'll let you know when I can't feel my I'm face. I'm Mary Brad. Poppins, y'all. You think I am Bruce Springsteen? <laughs> Best line ever, man. <laughs> like, what the fuck did that have to do with anything? It doesn't. That's Some the point. of you don't know. That's the yeah. point. You don't know. Yeah. Fucking up. So our topic today um, came out of nowhere at the last minute, and it is Robin Williams. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna man up right fucking now and say I cried a lot last night. This fucking shit was rough for me. I don't know was what's it? up. I I love Robin Williams. Like, there's just something about. I don't know, dude. It was sad. That shit was sad. I was just sitting on the couch trying to be cool. My daughter was like, "What's wrong?" I was like, "Are you kidding me? What's wrong? Are you watching what I'm watching right now?" She probably felt like me. Rolling down my I'm, I'm just gonna just preface this episode with I don't really like Robin Williams. Really? He's kind of my Kurt Russell. I was see yeah. I. I was sad, bro. I did what I've done on a couple of episodes, which is it's a topic and we're going to get into it. And I really like I don't I'm not crazy about Robin Williams and, it, you know, it's, it's not a big thing for me. But once I started looking back at all the shit he did, I was like, oh, no, he's that, done a lot that of stuff. Dope. Oh, that yeah. was dope. Dude, oh, that, that was dope. Oh, that no, was he's, dope. He's done a oh, lot that of stuff. Was dope. Like, I grew up on Mork and Mindy, man. Like, yeah, I watched a shit yeah. ton of Mork and Mindy. And I remember that being a, a huge thing when I was little. Um, so early on, I knew who he was. And he's just a fucking such a like a positive fucking light, like awakenings. That fucking movie was, oof, I think that was thing, tough. I he's think done like, good don't, don't get me wrong. Don't oh. get me wrong. Like I, I've, I feel like, um, I'll I don't know. This. Like he's, I'm a bigger fan of his acting than I am of his comedy. Cause his comedy is for sure. sure. A little bit I, fucking I would, all over the place. Like crazy. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not into the, like the, his comedy wasn't, doesn't really do anything for me. It's like, a little Steve Martin where it doesn't translate yeah. anymore. And it's not that he's not funny. Like he's a funny guy. He's I brilliant. understand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he, he does have some good movies. Like, 
Um, was it one hour photo or whatever that mm-hmm. one weird, mm-hmm. crazy, creepy movie? He's done some creepy of roles. Of course, that's the first one that you like. Hook <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. No, I mean Mrs. Doubtfire. I mean, everybody, you know what uh, I mean. Like those are, you know, it was run by fruiting. You I, know, like I, mean, I am job. I yeah. fucking love Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, that wasn't crazy. Like, Mrs. Doubtfire uh, or they're not. Hook. They're not crazy. Oh, you don't like Hook? No. Yeah, Hook. Not, hook, not really. Like, Mrs. Doubtfire wasn't my jam. Hook, I hated. Oh, See, I think it's it's funny because people people are gonna get into this episode. Like, oh, they're gonna be like fucking on uh, Robin Williams, yeah, and we're like, fuck Robin Williams. I'm not. I love Robin bullshit. I love them. No, but like I said, like once I started looking into it, I yeah. was like, no, I really do love Robin Williams. There's a lot of movies. Of There's a lot of special like, yeah. yeah. stuff. I have to say, I think, I think, I think you're right. Um, the, his movie, the, some of the movies that he's done where where he wasn't doing his typical Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed like yeah, Goodwill Hunting stuff like that. Fuck, like Goodwill Um, what was the one where he was the fucking murderer? Uh, they're like in Alaska, uh, and he was like a writer. There was a book writer. The blank, uh, fuck the blank. that one was fucking weird and fucked me and up. The sun kinda. never goes. It's about yeah. the sun never goes down. Like yeah, that's and what the it's stress called. and the fucking weird shit like, that goes on. Insomnia, yeah. insomnia, insomnia. Yeah. That was a weird fucking movie. Yep. I did realize there's a lot that I haven't seen, and I was like, damn, I wish we were in this earlier. I would yeah. watch some more Rob movies. Yeah, there's stuff, a, he's he's been in a lot of like I said, I like more of the off. Uh, not his normal comedy right, right. style movies that he's done. And I think that's an important um, I think that's point. a genius. I, I think the thing that makes that, like when I hear the name Robin Williams, the thing that makes me go, eh, is his stand-up routines. I can't watch them. They make me feel like I'm going to have a panic attack. It's because it's just, the ones you see are like, it's so it's super dated for one. It's 1980 comic relief, so Whoopi Goldberg, high, Billy Crystal on energy. Coke. It's yeah. on Coke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why. He's all over the place fucking sweating balls, but no one had done what he does. There's no, no one that's no. ever been like that. No. No one has ever done that. Yeah. Ever, and no. still no one's done that. And I don't think they should. And I think there's, I, mean, I also think it's, it's, I mean, he's like a, he was like a freestyle rapper of comedy. Yeah. Like I'm sure that there were, I'm sure that there were parts, uh, like if he was doing a special, I'm sure there were bits he wrote. I'm sure there were. Yeah. Someone know, said he, he was would, doing a Rorschach on would, life. Like it was like, he was interpreting things around him in real time, but being six steps ahead of himself, he didn't even know what was happening. Like he, one of his managers talked about on the documentary that I watched that they had worked together for a year on this routine and polished it. And they got to the uh, theater that he did and did a, he did, he was supposed to do like an hour or something. He did two hours and he said like 25, was, 25% of it. He had never heard ever. And yeah, they've been working right. for a year. It all happened right yeah. there on the But stage. I also think that's part of the energy. Like even the stuff that he did write and hone and polish came off. Like he just made it up on the spot. Like that's his delivery. They said style. that actually, they said, I know that he seemed sporadic and all over the place and crazy, but a lot of work went into yeah, that. Yeah, 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 but at the sure. same time. And I know that, I know that has to be the case because so many comedians hold him in high regard and they wouldn't hold him in such high regard if it was pure improv because comedians it's different comedians yeah, like improv the art is different like yeah. i want to see a joke that was honed and polished and he worked yeah, on Yeah, part of part of being a comedian is there. the writing is for the sure. coming up with it is the honing it for is sure. the standing in front of the mirror working it out working it out with your friends and family going to a club working it out and bombing and then fixing it or coming up with some better shit right and and it being good you mm-hmm. know like that that that's like paying your dues. You're you're right. It's the it's the the rapper or the hip hop freestylist of of fucking comedy, uh, and that's where like hip hop or any type of music really has in relation with comics, right? Because in in music you have to pay your dues. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, you hear that. You know, they you got to go through 
paying your dues. And I think comedians are the same way. Right. They, they don't want somebody that blows up overnight. They want somebody who's paid their dues, who's went and has done all the shit yeah, yeah, yeah. and been fucking drugged through the mud. Same thing with Russell with wrestling. Yeah. It's like everybody in the locker yeah. room needs Very to know similar. that you yeah. know what you're doing yes. and you've, you know, gone, you know, you've honed your craft right, and, and right. have fucked up and have bombed and, and made it this far. You deserve it. Right. But I've never, you know? his, his stand up is not my flavor. And that's the first thing I think, which is odd. Like the first thing I think should be the Fisher King. It should be Popeye, which is one of my all time favorite yeah. movies. I love Popeye when I was His little. That Popeye was like a super flop. Loved but, it. But you know, when I was what's little, little. So I was all about it. Yeah, I was so, too. Honestly, still remember the songs. Like mm-hmm. that shit's ingrained in me. The weird you know? shit. So as soon as you say Robin Williams to me, all I think about is somebody mimicking Robin Williams on SNL. Okay. That's it. That's right. I. I don't even think of Robin Williams. I think of there's somebody a, else impersonating Robin. There's Williams. a guy that does a really good. That's what I think of. On YouTube, right. Yeah. I don't know why. Right. So yeah, but no. Once I once I and I can't remember who else I did that with. We we were doing. I don't know if it was a comedian or an actor, but I was just like, yeah, we, that's a good topic. There'll be plenty on him. And then once I was done researching, I was like, wow, I really fucking like this guy's work. Like this. Like everything I'm the same way with like really Rogan. Like, not a huge fan of his comedy, really. Like yeah. to be honest, very but dry right. and, I, yeah. I love the show. Like I really like the right. show, but I right. don't like the comedy as much. I'm not against the comedy. I've gone and saw. Well, his laugh. show, the 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 podcast or, or video cast or whatever it is now, like it's not reminiscent of his comedy. It, it's right. literally a talk show, right. almost uh, an information show. You know, so yeah, it, it's, it's just two different. It's things. completely different. Mm-hmm. They're they're completely standalone of themselves. You right. know, which right. I believe. Um, like you said, the movies and his stand-up routine are are, are completely different. Completely you know? different, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So looking at his life, um, he was born fairly well off. Um, his father was a senior exec at uh, Lincoln Mercury um, in the 1950s. He if sort of grew up like Dead Poet Society. His, like it was very kinda, similar yeah, to yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, and she, his mom was a former model from Jackson, Mississippi. She was beautiful, man. I was watched she? that documentary on HBO, and she was actually really, really pretty. And her great-grandfather was like the governor of... of great-grandpappy. Great-grandpappy yeah. was a senator and the grandfather for, of Mississippi. So, oh, yeah. it, you know, they had money. Yeah. They, it didn't sound like they were like full-on rich, but they had a lot of, I mean, they you got had, the impression they were like, upper middle they were class, upper, they upper, were up, upper middle or, or class, lower upper or lower class. upper yeah, class. Yeah, they were up yeah. there. I mean, he was in charge of like multiple dealerships all across the United States or something right. crazy. It was yeah, kind lower, of, it was a lower upper deal. class then, I'm yeah, going to say. Yeah. Um, he was, from everything that I read, he was a fairly quiet child. Um, and he developed his sense of humor early on because it was the way he could always get his mother's attention. Mm. Like he always wanted his mom's attention and he could always get it with a laugh. Man, his relation with his mom is great. Like there was a part in the documentary where they show them together, like as a grown ass man, after he's already Robin Williams, you know, Mm -hmm. and, uh, she had a rubber band in her nose and pulls, she's like, Oh, oh," and like pulls a rubber band out of her nose. Like she has a booger or something and pulls this big, long rubber band out and it makes him laugh. So hard that you realize that you didn't know what Robin Williams sounded like when, when he he's laughed. really laughed. When he laughs, yeah. yeah, like his yeah. real natural laugh, and it was like just like odd and striking. Like you're like yeah. that's that I didn't know he laughed. Like you just never heard his laugh before. You didn't right. realize that you didn't hear. He was making you laugh, and to see his mom make him laugh was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. I guess she was kind of a prankster like that too. Was she? Yeah. So he was pretty quiet, and apparently he was a very shy kid. And as soon as he got involved in high school drama, he just like flowered. Like that was when he like Mm. suddenly found himself and was like suddenly like more outgoing. Um, And 
I think, I mean, I think a lot of people that get into drama kind of have that happen. I think they might be really shy. And then once they find their people and they find themselves on stage, a lot of people really kind of blossom from. So I wasn't a, I wasn't a drama nerd, Mm -hmm. uh, as, as they call it. But I mean, I went into high school, I was skateboarding, riding BMX, like, you know, typical, you know, boy shit, whatever. Um, didn't really care about school. But uh, I did do drama mm-hmm. and it wasn't for like, you know, going in there because it was a bunch of chicks or whatever. Right, it was right. like I, I I found it fascinating to have to get mm-hmm. up on stage and like do something. Um, and I would honestly encourage anybody. Uh, it's like speaking class, you know, like mm-hmm. people who are afraid to get up and speak have to get up and speak, you know, like um and I, I wish and I had done drama, but it's not like what you think it's going to be. No, 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 it, it, no, no. It's, it's completely not. different. It, it, it's very it's the shit you don't want to do is the problem. It's yeah. Like, it's like all the stuff that's like you're going to do fucking Shakespeare up there. Well, and I didn't even yeah. have I didn't even have that really. We had like a super kickback teacher, Mr. Ware. We went to West High and and uh, we but we had to perform like skits almost right. and we could do comedy. We could do whatever we wanted. Um, and I had some other friends in there, so it was pretty cool, but you still had to get up there and perform in front of the class. Right. You know what I mean? So you're, if you're doing stupid shit or you look stupid, you look stupid, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think it's one of those things that in, in your life, um, it, it develops a great skill to be able to just get up and speak right. or just I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a fear. And I think that's, you know, I, I think I did it in my freshman year, I think. Um, or maybe sophomore year. Um, but then I got into bands and stuff. And so like, I was able to get up and I wasn't a very good singer. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, I could kind of sing, like I have the ability to just kind of learn what I want to learn. Um, but I mean, obviously you're in high school, you listen to rock music or or rap or whatever, and you want to be a singer, you're not going to be very good. Um, and, and I was able to get up and just do it. Right. Um, because, you know, I didn't have a fear of, of standing up in front of people. Right. And I wasn't always that way. I just had kind of developed it through that high school it, yeah. and it's kind of cool. Like, and the um, other, the other thing with theater is the, even if you're not like, I've always held like once, cause I did theater in high school, but not, I didn't, not to a degree that I loved, or I definitely wasn't a theater nerd. I did like you just kind of took it as a class, took yeah. it as a class, did it twice. Yeah. It was it was cool. I, I enjoyed it, but then I I fully dove into it in in college. But to me, the thing that is, I think the thing that you gain the most from doing theater, and definitely getting on stage is a big part of it. But I never acted per se. That wasn't my thing in theater. I think that the the weird. The, and I think it's part of what I, I think you need it for any sort of production, for a podcast, for a radio show, mm-hmm. for a theater production, like just the show must go on like that mantra. Like it doesn't matter what uh, yeah. the fuck is happening yeah, with yeah. you. Like this entire cast and crew it builds a life is skill. relying yeah. on you to do your job. Yeah. And whether you don't feel like it, whether you're in a shitty mood, whether whatever, like the show must go on. Like ever, like you're like, we've all trained to do one. Like you trained to do one part in this play mm-hmm. that no one else can do. Even if it's coming out and setting a teacup down and then walking over and moving this chair three feet in between scenes, no one else knows to do that and if you're not there it's going to be a hiccup it's going to be a fuck up and you have this bizarre bond with the other theater people because of that production like i just think it's i think it's another step of the life skill teamwork it's overcoming anxiety yeah Yeah. the anxiety thing's huge for people it is huge yeah people have trouble i remember i didn't want to call the like pizza like who's gonna order pizza i'm not calling Right. I'm yeah. not going to call. I don't yeah, call. Yeah, yeah. Like I gave a fuck. I gave right. a fuck about yeah. like, who cares? I'm, yeah. They don't see you. Yeah. It doesn't matter yeah. if you're stupid. I was right. like, well, I, and, I, and I I've talked about, I have, I have anxiety about certain things like, 
buying flowers, you know, going to the store and buying flowers. Like there, that's a, (laughs) no, it's a real thing. Like a card and flowers. Like, no, no, no. I'm, it's goofy. It's fucking silly. It is what it is. Uh, I have a weird, and I've talked about it before. I don't know if it was on a bonus episode or whatever, but I have a weird, um, thing where like, I have no, like I'm a, I'm a friend, to stranger, you know, uh, uh, and a stranger to friends type of person, Mm -hmm. you know, like, um, but like going into a store, I always feel like I'm being judged. Huh. Like I went, I mean, for example, the, the earliest thing I could think of is I went to go buy, I needed some shirts for work or something. And I was like, Oh, I'm gonna go to this store over here, this place. I, I haven't been in there before. I literally drove to it, drove in the parking lot, looked at the store and said, fuck that. And like drove you felt away. like you weren't cool enough to be there as well. No, not even cool enough. I don't know what it is. Hmm. It's a thing. Well, yeah. I have a thing. So like, it's, I get it's that. Weird, like, yeah. The first time, like, uh, Sid and some people were like, hey, you want to go to sushi? And I was like, yeah, but I'm not walking in first. And this is like not that long ago. This is right. like a year right. and a half ago. And you're serious, too. Right. You right. will right. not right. go. Because the windows were tinted. Yeah. I've never been in that place. I didn't want to walk in. They were going to ask me some question they didn't have the answer to or something. I don't know what I thought. But I was just That's like, an anxiety I thing. I hung yeah. back and let him go in first so that they asked him the question. We got seated. And then when it was time to order, like, I was like, okay, what's something good to get? I don't want to sound like a dumb fuck. Like, let me see the menu. I wanted to know what was going on because I hadn't experienced yeah. it yet. Yeah, I so I don't know. There's, there's weird. There's a whole lot of yeah, us, yeah, yeah, not yeah. a lot of Rob Williams. I, I could give. I even remember we went to like a really fucking posh restaurant. Um, and I think it was in Hawaii. And it was like way above our fucking pay grade. And like someone there wanted to go. So we all went there. And like every, you, it was like, even in Hawaii, where like the nicest restaurant you go to, you can still fucking walk in in a bikini. This no place shoes was like, on and shit. This place yeah. was like, you need a jacket. Yeah. Like in order you have to have to a blazer. In, right. So, yeah. so we ended up going sweet. in and the hostess just, you know, beautiful, super professional hostess. And we walked in and she, she, you know, took our name and, you know, do you have reservations? And we were like, no. And she was like, well, I'm afraid it's probably going to be about an hour and a half. And everybody was all standing there nervous. And I remember I just like reached into my pocket and grabbed a piece of change and it was a nickel. And I set it on her podium and slid it towards her. And I was you like, sure about that? Are you sure about that? That's exactly <laughs> what I said. And she just laughed. And we had a table in 30 minutes. That's funny as fuck. It's like, I don't give a fuck. She did take the nickel, though. So, it yeah. worked, you know, so if you're well slipping spent. them a 50, you might have just gone with a nickel. But um, anyway, so he, he blooms in theater. His family moves around a lot. They end up in Detroit or in Bloomfield Hills, which is not Detroit, in a fucking 40-room farmhouse on 20 acres. Jesus yeah. Christ. Uh, they ended up there. Yeah, yeah. He talked yeah. about it a little bit. He just said, we lived in a really big house. Yeah, yeah. And then I read, I was like, 40 rooms? Yeah. Jesus. That's a mansion. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And he blows up in school. He does really well. He's on the wrestling team. Um uh, at 16, they retired early because they had enough money to do so, and they retired in uh, Tiburon, California, which I've never actually heard of. I, I have no idea where it is. Do you know, it's, it it's probably rich people place. It probably is a never, rich people. Never place. heard of it. Or looking, retirement yeah. people place. Maybe like one of the two. Tiburon. I don't know. There's but he still he still had proud because I looked at like his holdings and it said that. His properties. It still said he had properties yeah. in Tiburon, so it was still he still considered his parents home owned. Or yeah, his parents yeah. owned it or some shit. Um, but uh, he went to high school there, and then he went to um, uh, Claremont Men's College and the College of Marin, which looks I'm like guessing it's, a, it's means above it's San Francisco. It's up north, yeah, it's yeah, up north, yeah. 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 Um, Claremont. Uh, so 
anyway, the so he goes in there, and one of the one of his uh, drama professors, a guy named James Dunn, um, uh, watched him uh, rehearse and perform in the musical Oliver, um, and he remembers like after rehearsal one night, he called his wife and said, "This kid that's in this play right now is gonna be somebody." Yeah. Like unmistakable. Like there's this guy and this is in a musical. It's not like yeah. there's improv. It's not like it's a stand up thing. But even that at that era, his professors were like, holy shit, this guy is really. Yeah. They, he it. talked about it. Well, I saw like the professor of Julie Hart. So wherever he went and the guy was like, like it took a lot. And that guy who was making that guy laugh a lot, like he had this funny fucking hat on. And if he lifted his eyebrows, like it would pop up onto his fucking head. He was doing shit. And he said, I looked over and saw him laugh. And he knew because the guy was like super fucking serious. Right. It's like the guy, the, the actors uh, behind the whatever where you sit with the actor guy and he right. interviews and he's like, I guess right. serious as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can't make that guy laugh. It was like, it was like that. Yeah. Um, and the guy laughed at him. John and Houseman. Said, yeah. Yeah. The advanced. So, so, and A, Juilliard is no joke. Like if you're an actor and you get admitted to Juilliard, you have a career in acting. Like yeah. guaranteed. Like it might be stage acting in New York. It might be movies. It might be TV. If you are good enough to go to Juilliard, you are going to come out like an amazing actor and you're going to have a career. You yeah. might not be a star, you know, but you're going to make a living in acting if you go to Juilliard. And he gets accepted with a full ride scholarship to Juilliard. Um, he ends up uh, becoming really good friends with Christopher Reeve. Um, and apparently they got to become so close of friends that even at towards the end of Christopher Reeve's life, when he had like spent all of his money on treatment and wasn't hadn't yeah. acted in 20 years and whatever, uh, Robin Williams was still paying his medical bills. And, there were roommates and, and he was the godfather of his son, Zach. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. He was actually his godfather. Yeah. yeah. Robin Williams actually said their relationship was paralyzing. Yeah. <sighs> I knew it. I knew <laughs> there was something in the works. Um, so his uh, voice coach at Juilliard said that she was amazed because when they were going over uh, accents, every single accent that they would cover, he would just fall into. And she was like, it's not like he was 100 percent accurate with every accent, but well, he, he was get he it. was yeah. really good right away at every accent that we yeah. and you're not going to be doing like do an English accent. There's no yeah. such thing. There's like 50 accents. Right. It would be like do the accent from Bristol. And he would oh, be like, fuck, this yeah. is what it sounds like. And he yeah. would fucking do it. You know, Yeah, I remember in the interview, someone commenting on his Russian accent was just there like so he could just do a Russian accent out of nowhere. Right. Like he just did it. And he did it on. Moscow on the Hudson yeah. like for the whole for the whole movie, obviously. Um, but and then one of his instructors was talking shit and said that he was never going to amount to anything better than a cheap stand up comedian because all he ever did at rehearsal was horse around. Mm. And then he performed in uh, the play Night of the Iguana. And the professor was just like, I take it back. Wow. Like that guy. He's he's amazing. You mm. know, and um it was, he was, and well, most this, directors had to kind of let him like, that was, I saw lots of interviews like Ron Howard, a bunch of people that he worked with were like, you just have to let him do what he's going to do a little bit mm -hmm. and then reel it back in. And then he'll be on like the edge of this glowing amazingness because yeah. he got to get it out of his system, right. but he's like, he's in a good spot and then you go with it. And then some things like Fisher King, you just exploit the fuck out of it. Right. And directors let are him like, yeah, him. directors are like, just keep rolling. Right. Like, and we're going to get gold. And if you're working, if you're an actor working alongside him, just try to stay in character as much as you can, because some shit's going to go down. That so isn't on the script. I saw they were interviewing, they're talking about Mork and Mindy 
and he was they were on set and there's three cameras on set in a sitcom at this yep. time and um he was all over the fucking place like he's going up the stairs he's moving he's behind the couch he's got his little fucking hand up he's doing all this shit and then they'd be like cut did you get it and they're like no i didn't fucking get it they're like oh that was fucking gold it was amazing they're like it was amazing he would hit his mark and <laughs> didn't. And so they were like, fuck, like we have to like change what we do. Yeah. And they literally got we need to get five cameras. They got three cameras and one moving camera. And it became the standard that four cameras on a sitcom because oh, they had wow. one camera Just that moved around him. and three positional cameras right. based off Robin Williams alone yeah. because of more committee. Yep. He changed the industry. So his junior year in 1976 at Juilliard, um, Houseman approaches him and says, you should leave Juilliard because we have nothing left to teach you. Wow. Like in comedy in drama, like you're going to, you're going to waste a year of you getting into the business. If you stick around. Well, one more also year. you're outshining everybody in the right. tired of it. And um, <laughs> we're tired of your bullshit. Someone else Robin. wants to turn. Yeah. Another one of his teachers uh, said he was a genius and that the school's conservative and classical style of training didn't suit him and he also said, you should just leave here. Like, I was going to say like the, the Juilliard theme, like when you think of Juilliard, it's very uppity, I guess I, wanna, For I sure. would want to say. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess you said classical. I guess that would be the thing. Robin Williams going to Juilliard seems like not and that's not kind of, a fit. It's kind know? of cool that they recognized it, admitted right. it, and mm-hmm. and said that because you feel like they would be kind of like you said, like they're pretentious, and they'd be like, "Oh, you're not doing it. You haven't learned enough. You haven't put your time." He's like, "They're like, he's just a fucking savant." Like, he's but it also shows it, exactly. It also shows you how good he was because at first they were all like, "This fucking guy. He's yeah. so annoying. Sure. He's just yeah. a hack. He's up. not." Yeah. And then they would watch him in a play and be like, "God damn, he really Wait not." You yeah. know, I mean, which is why he got three Oscar nominations for like serious because he. He's a fucking yeah. amazing actor. And it was like they saw it in him then. And I just think it's really cool that they knew enough to be like, you're just going to waste a year. You need to, you well, need and to that's be out why, there like, working, not doing this. I, I, I noticed that like in, in his not Robin Williams type roles mm-hmm. that he actually was an actor, you know, oh, yeah. I mean? like he, he transforms himself. He could he, be anything he wanted uh-huh. to be. And and that was what was cool about it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, not necessarily that I enjoyed his style of, comedy or I enjoyed the style of films that he did. Uh, but there were those films that you're just like, you have to appreciate right. that person for like, Flubber, unlike Flubber, unlike Oscars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Flubber. Unlike Kurt Russell, where you could just say he's garbage across the board. Um, for the record, Kurt Russell is your Kurt Russell. Someone said that on live. Kurt Russell is not my Robin Williams Russell. is your Robin Williams. Kurt Russell no. is your Kurt Russell. Robin Williams is my Kurt Russell. <laughs> Don't don't correct me. What is quote? What a quote to have and have. <laughs> Brad Taylor, Robin Williams is my Kurt Russell. So yeah, I, no, think I, I would have to be the one who said that. Yeah, Kurt Russell. That's is your the Kurt problem. Russell. Yeah, Brad, I would have yeah, to could, be like Dave could say that. You know, Joseph Gordon Levitt is which he isn't is my Kurt Russell. I would have yeah, to yeah. you know. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I think Kurt Russell. I like to quote Kurt myself. Russell. No, Kurt Russell. Like, unless you're The Rock, you can do that. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Or the Brad. Yeah. Okay. So he gets into comedy. He takes off. He goes to San Francisco in 1976 and just he tells the everyone place he's up. from Scotland. Did oh, you really? see that? Yeah. Uh-uh. Everyone on news shows, all these interviews. And I saw another comedian. He's like, I don't know why, but it, I think it was Bobcat Goldweight was like, he, everyone kept saying do, he was do from an impression Sc- of him. I can't do it. Yeah, I, yeah. I wish I could do him. <laughs> it's um, horrible. He doesn't talk like that anymore. 
Um, he doesn't? What happened? He was the best man at his wedding, actually. That guy's funny. Best though. friend. Yeah. Him, yeah. It was like Billy Crystal and Bobcat uh, are like his two best friends in the whole fucking yeah, world. Yeah. Well, and Christopher Reeves, but bad stuff. Yeah. But um, they were talking about that. And I, I lost my complete train of thought. Now you said the Bobcat Goldway thing. I'm thinking about it now. I don't know what I was fucking saying. <laughs> you don't know. Stand up in San Francisco. Yep. He was Scottish. Oh, tell him was from Scottish, Scotland. Yeah. yeah. And then I saw him on a show and they were announcing it was like some morning fucking show. And they're like, yeah, so he's from Scotland, moved to fucking Frisco, this and that. I was like, why do they think he's from Scotland? Why are they buying yeah, that? He doesn't have an accent funny. at yeah. fucking all. Yeah. I don't know if that was like some like lying thing that he had a problem with or if he it's probably just thought crazy it was Robin funny. Williams like thought it was funny. He probably right. thought it was funny. Like, like why just Scotland? say you're, yeah, I'm going to tell him I'm from Scotland. Yeah. Like, I'll tell you one thing. Cares? That fool is hairy as fuck. Yeah, fuck. Is. Why yep. you, why, what, what? He is so from? fucking hairy. No, no he's his, a very hairy Dude, his arms and hands and shit, like next to people, like you could literally, Team like. Team Wolf? Yeah. You would think sure. he's an orangutan. You could pick him out. He's so an fucking hairy. Yeah. You could look at a orangutan hand next to Robin Williams' hand, and it might be hard to tell which one's which. Mm. He's that fucking hairy. The hair on top of his hands. That's creepy. Are crazy hairy. I'm going to find a picture while we're talking. Why were you noticing that? So, he's hairy. It's notable, hairy dude. How did you not notice it? I don't know. I don't know. I never. He's so hairy. It's crazy. So he goes to L.A. after a year and starts doing comedy there. And um, David Letterman, I actually saw him or heard him say this. I forget what podcast that was on, but I was Letterman talked a lot about his early stand up and that he was no good as a stand up comedian. It just didn't suit his lifestyle. And he was like, I need to go into broadcast television. And he said that one of the things that that really made him realize this isn't for me was he saw Robin Williams at the comedy store in Hollywood. And he saw Robin Williams go up there. <laughs> you see <him> there. <laughs> Dude, his arm. I've never his noticed arm. that. Yeah. Why? That's horrible. It's insane. Yeah. The Letterman thing, I watched the interview with him and he literally said he wanted to quit comedy. He was like, yeah. they were just trying to do their thing and it was all Jay Leno and fucking Letterman. All these guys are out there. And he went on stage and they were like, fuck, did we pick the wrong thing yeah. at the wrong time? Is this the new shit? Because yeah. I got nothing on yeah. that. No, I'm not doing that much coke. They're like, I can't, I can't touch that. Right. We got our stupid jokes up here and he is a fucking maestro. They're like, it's everything I can do to hold the microphone, stand on stage and spit this shit out through my fear and anxiety. And he has the audience in the palm of his fucking hand. Right. The PA broke one night and he's like, I don't need a PA. I'm in theater. Like I will walk the fuck out here. And he walked right. out and started doing a fucking like if televangelist fucking routine to the mm-hmm. whole audience, yeah. just off the cuff, completely making that fucking shit up, yeah. healing some woman that's sitting in a fucking chair. He's like, I hope you're not really a cripple. Like in this whole fucking thing in that voice, getting donations, doing all this shit. And then they're like, fuck, I have to follow yeah. this fucking shit. Now, Letter- Letterman specifically cited Robin Williams as why like, he didn't why continue he stand quit up. doing stand up and got into broadcasting. That's funny. Yeah. Um, and, uh, he, so he, um, starts to, to, uh, he says that the, the, he starts doing drugs, not like he doesn't get addicted to drugs at this point. Belushi stand up on drugs. Yeah. Oh, was it Belushi? Yeah. The stand up scene and having to come up and come down. Well, he and, starts hanging out with rock stars. Basically, he's hanging out with Belushi and all these fucking guys. And he said that clubs literally had a policy. They said you want get you want to get paid in white or green. They would just ask you white or green. Wow. And they would pay you in coke or they'd pay you in cash. And that's so the, uh, that's the eighties. Yeah. So yeah, he was yeah. choose Coke yeah. and then he'd go to another club and do another set. So that he'd get money here and Coke there. Right. Right. And yeah. he was just, I mean, Rob yep. Williams on Coke, like fucking crazy. He was already crazy. Um, and then one, there was a comedian named David Brenner, uh, who got into acting later on, but he at one point got into a big thing with Robin Williams and said that, that, uh, 
he saw Robin Williams perform and like Robin Williams, like fully like stole one of his jokes. And, um, what, like he said that he confronted Robin Williams agent and actually threatened like bodily harm. If that's Robin a big Williams, thing. Comedians like yeah, people yeah. don't fuck around, but, and then like Whoopi Goldberg jumped, jumped to his defense. And then so did some other people. And basically it's like, I, I get it. If you're a normal stand-up comedian doing a calm planned out routine that someone can call you out for stealing a joke. But it seems like if Robin Williams did it, he has no idea he even stole your joke. Probably not. Like there's just 8,000 things popping into his head a minute as he's working the crowd. This shit comes up. He says it. I might have thought it. Someone else might have said. But anyway, he did say that he um, st- at that point, he largely stopped going to see other comedians do stand up. Because he didn't want to accidentally steal a joke and have it come out when he was on stage. I get that, yeah. Dude, I saw a thing where uh, Jack Nicholson won. It was like uh, a tie. I can't remember who the other actor was, but it was uh, like uh, either an Academy Award or what's the one that the... the, That must be the the Academy Award where it's not people that pick it. It's like the fucking... The Academy. It must be the Academy Award. So there was a, a... Three nominations for it. It was Jack Nicholson, Rob Williams, and then someone else. Daniel Day Lewis. I Daniel think it was. Gold, I don't think it was. A, I think it was the Golden Globes. Maybe it's or that People's then. Choice or something. Maybe it's the, maybe it's People's Choice. It seemed. I don't know. But anyways, there was a tie. Yeah. And I it was Daniel Day Lewis and Jack Nicholson. They get up on stage and they were like, "I would rather Robin Williams give the acceptance speech." And they brought Robin Williams up to, to give the acceptance, the acceptance speech, and he for did them. it as Jack Nicholson, right. in his voice, and did this whole fuck. It was yeah, fucking. Yeah, three people are up for the award, and it was a two way tie, and he was the loser. He was the loser. Yeah. And, and then, so he and did then, such a great job, like yeah. uh, great. And I don't think you can say they told him to come up because no, Daniel, uh, no, um, Daniel Day Lewis is standing there looking awkward as fuck. Well, okay, I think so Jack, Jack Nicholson, Nicholson yeah. told him to come up. But what are you going to do when it's a tie anyway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah, but it I was it was either. awesome. Yeah, no, hmm. yeah, I saw I saw clips of it. I didn't see the whole thing, but yeah, Jack Nicholson. And then even they were both laughing. And then even when Jack Nicholson walked up to actually start giving his speech, Robin Williams was still busting his balls. And yeah, you can't set him loose. You release the crack and it was over so um some producers see him in la in 77 uh doing stand-up and they're like we gotta fucking hire this guy so they start trying to get it they're trying to reboot that old 60s show laugh in they're trying to like get him on guest spots on different shows um and then happy days was really big at the time and there was an episode of happy days where a space alien was going to come down and the space alien's name was mork and they had an actor lined up but the actor had to drop out at the last minute and the producer's like what about this fucking guy that i saw at the comedy store we think he could probably pull it off it wasn't even the comedy store it was that he was like on the corner or something doing a fucking routine with a spaceman suit on and they were putting money in a hat it was oh, like wow. he was already doing a weird routine and they were like you want, I have all the fuck got fucking Fonzie. You know, you got all these fucking yeah. people. He's like, you want me to hire some fucking young dude from the corner that has money in a hat? And the guy's like, there's a lot of money in the hat. Yeah. And he was like, <laughs> and he was like, all right. And they fucking hire him. And that one, that one spot on fucking happy days lands him a fucking TV series. Yeah. Like he get, they make more. Now keep in mind, like in happy days, like the term jumping the shark Mm-hmm. which is with us where when you've done something so long that you you should quit because you're doing ridiculous shit it comes from the episode of happy days where fonzie jumps a shark on a water skis a water skis a water skis hmm. i would argue that jumping the shark wasn't as bad as mork like you know when you're a show about the 1950s 
and you've covered every topic so thoroughly that it's like, well, I guess we could have a fucking so, space alien. I, no, land. here's what it is. Yeah. I have like, the story. I know why that <laughs> happened. So yeah, you're right though. Happy Days had done fucking everything. Yeah. Happy Days was the fucking show. Everybody yep. watched Happy Days. Grownups yep. watched it. Kids watched it. Yep. I remember watching I the fuck out of it. it. Yeah, yeah, I watched Happy Days. Star Wars came out. And everybody quit watching Happy Days. Little oh, kids shit. quit watching Happy Days. And so the one of the producers from the show, they said he said, Hey, how come you don't watch Happy Days anymore to his son? He's like, There's no space guys on Happy Days. And he said, he goes to the fucking people, and he's like, Hey, like Tommy wants a spaceman on Happy Days. And they're like, eh. and whoever this guy is, I don't know if he's the producer, director, whatever, but whoever the guy was they're talking about, his son won a spaceman, it was happening. It was like right. It was like, you know, mob That's status. still like, not a reason. So he said. That's like, no, you, know, I know. you know what? My son doesn't watch Sopranos. But look what, no space aliens. Look what we got, though. Look what <laughs> no, we got. No, I know. I know. And Happy so that's where they brought him in. And then they have him and they make more convenient. And, and that was even what TV critics said, though, was somehow the talent of Robin Williams made what should have been the worst episode in the entire run of Happy Days become one of the best episodes. Like Ever. the most ridiculous yeah. notion, the worst script and he made it work so much that it spun off into one of the most successful television and shows. And they, they of all didn't time. even really know what Mork and Mindy were going to be. The actress that co stars with them, I can't think of her name right now. Pam Dauber. Yeah, the, she's like, they, she didn't know. She just sees it announced in the newspaper that they're going to run this new show called Mork and Mindy. And she is the co star and he's the other guy. And she's like, who the hell is this guy? Right. Space alien? What? Right. And they thought, bullshit. <laughs> and he makes the fucking show. And he, I never noticed until I read this, it never dawned on me that they never really addressed the fact that. He was alive in the fifties and happy days. And then we just, now he's like modern day in Boulder, space Colorado. Yeah. And then who's um, the guy that played the baby in Mork and Mindy, the old man. Uh, fuck. You just fucked me up because um, I, I'm almost certain Robin Williams tells a story. A huge comedian. Yeah. The, huge it's old comedian. and that Robin Williams told a story as a child that one of the, the times he realized he might want to be in showbiz or be a comedian was because his dad was very fucking hard to make laugh. Very dry humor. He was a hard laugh. It was hard to get him to laugh. And he laughed at that guy doing comedy on some exactly. show when he was a child. And then he grows up and that ends up being one of his co-stars of Mork and Mindy. And it was the, it was the man that has actually made his dad laugh when he, when like he couldn't, when he was little. That's cool. And I think that's why his mom was the way of pulling rubber bands out of her nose and Jonathan shit. Winters, Jonathan Winters. Yep. And that's the man. Yeah. Yep. So that's it. Yep. He saw him as a child and then ended up acting with him on Mark and Mindy. Yeah. What a weird thing that the giant That's one of those things. Baby. Like we talked about the, the happenstance of things. Like think, think if Robin Williams thought he was too good to go out on the corner and put a fucking right. alien suit on and right. get fucking tips in a hat. That none of that would have happened. None of it would have happened. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's kind of crazy to think yep. like it's just yep. those those little happenstance yep. moments yep. that um that that go on. Well, they said he didn't turn anything down. He was doing world. comedy at a burger joint yeah. versus oh, yeah. a nightclub. Yeah. Well, it's almost the you just say yes to everything because yeah. yeah. you never know what's going right. to lead. He was super high energy outside of cocaine though. They were like, "What did you do last night?" And he's like, "Oh, I went to this comedy store and then I went to that comedy place and then I went to that comedy place." Like those are not very close together. Routine, like, yeah. He was just like off till four right. in the morning doing right. comedy. Yeah. Yep. And then, so Mork, Mork and Mindy blows up. It only ran four years. I thought it ran more than that. And it's surprising that it only ran four years. Because it, was it was such huge. a fucking huge hit. Huge. I mean, it was fucking lunch boxes and posters and toys and coloring. Books. Yeah. Like it was, it was a major pop culture event. I think they it, just let him on the set too. That's like, that's how he dressed. Those did suspenders. She die? Did, Pam, did Pam Dauber die? No, no, she's in the, she was in the documentary. Oh, was she? I'm pretty sure. There was a lot of women, I'll say that, but no, she was in the documentary talking about, no, she's, well, at least to the documentary, she didn't die during that. She was like 
an older woman discussing their time on Mork and Mindy. And they had a re, yeah, uh, they reunited so. in, a, in a show when they were both old, actually. Hmm. He had a show right before everything went down. Um, and she was on the show. The other one was Sarah she, Michelle Gellar. Yeah, she was like one yeah. of the co-stars. Right. So um, anyway, so so that that uh, show makes him a superstar, basically. It's also the pressure of being there every day and filming like that is what did get him finally addicted to drugs. He was getting like $15,000 a week on Mork and Mindy. Yep. Like they told him 15 and he was like, 1500 bucks? Hell yeah, I'll do it. They're like 15000 he was like, what? Yeah. Yeah, like, holy shit, That's dude. a lot of drugs. That's a lot of drugs. Fuck yeah, it is. <laughs> you know how big of a pile of blow I can do off of her yeah, belly? exactly. Oh my gosh. So then even while he's doing that, like he's still doing uh, comedy specials on HBO, which used to kind of be the only place you could go to do an adult comedy special in America if it was going to be televised. That was pre-VCR. Right. Like you're doing gigs and a big comedy show would either be a theatrical release, which was exceedingly rare, or you were on HBO. And he did multiple HBO uh, specials. Um, he co-hosted the Academy Awards. Um by the end of his career, he had been, and I don't know which was which, but he done he did the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson and uh, Late Night with David Letterman a total of fifty times. Right, damn. Which is Letterman said crazy. fifty on the interview himself. Oh, they, maybe it was just Letterman. Yeah, just Letterman times. was fifty when they did it. Wow. They did a tribute to him, and he, man, he kept it together. That show was tough. I watched a thing on the View with uh, Whoopi Goldberg and Billy Crystal, and she was like barely able to talk. Yeah, I have to point something out that I fucking noticed though. This is an observation that is going to blow people's mind, like. Whoopi Goldberg sounds exactly, well, I should say Steve-O from Jackass sounds exactly like Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> it is the weirdest yeah. fucking thing. You're right. Like there was a, I, I switched over to, uh, to Rogan. There was an episode of Rogan. I knew Steve-O was on and I was like, that's an easy way to find Steve-O talking just him. And I switched like Rogan, Steve-O and the kind of raspy, the graphic like, was yeah. still up and you could just, and I just finished watching the view with Billy Crystal and Whoopi Goldberg. And as it switched, you couldn't see him yet. And you could just hear the talking. And I was like, Oh my God, that is, that is spot fucking on. Like, it'd be funny to like dub them the other way or oh, something. Yeah, like yeah, put yeah. Whoopi Goldberg's yeah, that, voice that on, on, Steve on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Just put <laughs> some so shit that, from, I'm leaving the country some yeah. shit from ghost yeah. or something. So Whoopi his, Goldberg's talking about doing whippets. Yeah. His first, uh, he did a movie. I can't remember the name of it. They're going to super fight at the end of the show, just for okay. the record. They have to. Yeah. Um, he did uh, his first <laughs> big, his first big movie was Popeye. Yeah. Um, which people either love or hate. I think if you grew up with it, it's just an I fucking love classic. Popeye. It's still a problem where I try not to say Popeye. Popeye. My grandma used to make me eat spinach out of the can. Not make me, got me to because I thought that it was going to make me have big forearms. Right. Yeah. 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 It's gonna make me have muscles. Um, but then he starts to do a bunch of movies. He did The World According to Garp. Um, which was one of my mom's all-time favorite movies. Very dark, very weird movie. Um, he did Moscow on the Hudson, which I remembered watching. I was probably in junior high, I guess, when that one came out. Um, didn't really love it. Didn't, didn't I don't remember. Didn't really make a, an impact on me. Good Morning Vietnam was huge. Yeah, Good Morning um, Vietnam was a good movie. That was a good movie, and it was huge. And then it was followed up the very next de- uh, year with Dead Poet Society, which yeah. was fucking massive. Good. Yeah. Like that was that was eighty. You couldn't do Good Morning Vietnam with anyone else. That, that movie doesn't exist without yeah, that fucking. Yeah, no, no, There's no way you uh, could. The you Yell could. Alone. Mm-mm. No, well, it you wouldn't could. be good. How do you know? I know. I've been there. I'll probably make it next year with Kevin Hart. That'll be the. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Maybe, maybe little and loud like that. <laughs> He's short and loud. Yeah. That's I mean, um, all it takes the uh, and then um, Awakening came out in 1990, uh, which was I think that's based when, on a true story. That's a fucking yeah. rough movie. You're gonna yeah. cry. Yeah. So I think at that, I mean, at this point, 
you're realizing, I mean, he goes from like stand up to Mark and Mindy to more stand up to Popeye. So you're like, this guy's a comedian. Hmm. And then he knocks out super dark, like indie movie world. According to Garp, good morning, Vietnam, Moscow on the Hudson, where he plays like this depressed Russian who moves yeah. to America, dead yeah, poet dead society. society away. Yeah. Like, I mean this stream of massive hits where he gets nominated for shit. None of them are remotely funny. You know, and at that point, people well, and they're all just they're all be, different in their own right. Absolutely, too. and yeah. they hit different they hit different uh, um, demographics. Yeah, for sure. And so. then Terry Gilliam picks him to do the Fisher King, and then he has him come back and do Baron Munchausen, which wasn't as big as the Fisher King, but it was a pretty awesome movie. Um, and uh, he ended up getting an Oscar nomination for his role in the Fisher King. And then at this point, and I can't remember if Fisher King was one of them, but at this point, the directors are starting to realize. I need to write this role for Robin Williams and I need to plan the production around Robin Williams. I need to cast people who can handle him improving and aren't just going to break. I need to have the camera be willing to break blocking and follow this crazy fucker because we're going to get gold. You know, yeah. we're going to get a lot of garbage that we just can't use. Yeah. yeah. But out but of there's going to be, be one or two things in there that are like, yeah, when he did Aladdin, um, he they said that he ended up they ended up with 30 hours of extra tape wow from his Fuck. voiceover because he would like just go again. to deliver a line again. and just again. every time he delivered a line he had five improvs yeah you know dude there they had uh, outtakes from his doubtfire on the documentary that i watched the hbo one last night and it was just hilarious dude because it's just like like take after take after take and they're completely different they're like oh what happened to your husband it's like oh he died from a budweiser truck hit him with the three kegs and like just going off about the shit and it's like boop and they'd start over and he just said Something a different totally different completely yeah. fucking right. different right. shit yeah. Yeah. about how alcohol killed her husband right but it was completely different ways from cirrhosis to getting hit by the truck right to like kegs falling it was just it, he's a genius yeah and he said, <clears throat> I remember when Aladdin came out, he was like talking shit about doing it. Nah. Like even like the one quote that I found was he said, I'm doing it basically because I want to be part of this animation tradition. I want something for my children. Um, one deal is I just don't want to sell anything as in Burger King, as in toys, as in stuff. So he was, which didn't work, but he was like, he, he, like a lot of people credit him doing Aladdin as the moment where animated movies started to get big time stars. And you know, cause what, no yeah. one was, you were just yeah. getting whoever it's an animated role. No one wants to do a voiceover. Well, and Aladdin's huge. Aladdin, like, Aladdin was, was huge. Big, it was like, massive. It was yeah. the number one movie of the and year. I know it sounds crazy at 30 hours, but he played multiple characters too, though. Yeah. Because he's going through the thing. I watched that as well. And he's like choking himself, making this voice, doing that voice. Like he played a couple characters. I mean, still it's a one hour movie, right? <laughs> 30 hours is a whole lot of extra. Even if you right. played four characters, that's a lot extra. And he does, you know, he does uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, Jumanji, Flubber, Happy Feet. So he's still got this vein of like, I'm entertaining kids that go back to like the Morgan Mindy days. Yeah. But then he's got this dark shit like Insomnia nice museum, and the so Fisher King. In the middle. You know, of it, in, the, yeah. in the middle of all of it. Yeah. And not yeah, very many Jumanji, people have Jumanji's that kind a, of range. The original Jumanji is a good movie. Yeah, yeah. The new ones, garbage. I saw the first one and it was okay. The, the first, first one's actually remake, funny. The second one's no, 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 not that they're not second. funny. Like there's some funny parts. I just didn't like how they did it. Yeah, like I they, can, they, yeah. the Rock and Kevin they try Hart to change it together. To, yeah. yeah, they are. Good. I mean, they're, they're. I mean, it's, it's the Rock and Kevin Hart. Yeah, I, mean, I just like watching their interviews when they interview about yeah, yeah, their movies. That's better. Than I the hate. They bust balls. I hate the fact that they changed it from the board game to a video game. Yeah. 
Like, I, I was like, just keep it. Like, what are you trying to relate? Like, kids can't relate to a board game. Right. You know, like, right. I, I don't know. It just bugged me. And he did Happy Feet, which is like the darkest kids movie I've seen of all the kids movies I've ever seen. That Vaughn. Happy Feet's kind of... Yeah, it's where they're like mean to him and, and shit. Dark, and yeah. it's just like, and Robin Williams' character is like slowly dying because there's fucking garbage because he's a penguin and there's garbage wrapped around his neck that no one can get off. Oh, fuck. And like they're going on this quest for these aliens that are ruining the world, which are humans who are mining and overfishing. Yeah. And, and, like, I think I've seen and the yeah, ending is all fucking weird. And the main penguin gets like trapped in a zoo and all that. It's just fucking dark and weird and strange. And then I was looking at it and I saw the director. I'm drawing a blank on the director's name, but I was like, that's not the same, but it's the guy who like he's done. I think like six movies in his time. Four of them are Mad Max movies, oh, and fuck. two of them are the two Happy Feet movies. <laughs> oh, weird. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe he's done a couple he's more. Like, you know, we need gasoline. Yeah. But yeah. it's like, yeah. yeah. Why so does I this penguin like, have studs? Yeah, I was like, oh, that's why that movie is so fucking dark, because it's Mad Max. That's funny. <laughs> I'm just throwing this out there. Can be one of the penguins be an amputee? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Can no, one of them drive a crazy black car where he just runs weird, over the other penguins? Weird, just everything about it, just the opening and like just the singing and the fucking just weird weirdness and the Tina penguins like the almost dying through the winter and i don't know my, i bought my son a like one of those amazon tabs because my, my wife has like uh, a Kindle amazon tablet. tab uh-huh. well yeah but it's Kindle like every fire. time every time he goes on there there's ads and he's buying shit and like there's all kinds of weird shit that happens with that stupid tab so i'm like fuck that we're either gonna get him an ipad which are kind of expensive and they're not really kid, i think amazon always has the option friendly. to opt out of ads and pay 15 more dollars yeah for. it's like some bullshit whatever right. so i was like well they have they have the little tablets on sale for the kids they have the rubber fucking deal on them you know and it's just kids and you can block off any content you can you can uh approve an app that they can use and if they go to a website you can only go to that website there's like not a browser on it and shit so it's actually really good i, I actually i got it and i'm not regretting the purchase um because he's able to just go on there and do it but there's a fucking guy on there and it's like the wiggles but it's one his name's blippy and oh my fucking god dude my son likes that guy like the show, and it is the weirdest fucking shit <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Like he's talking about, look, it's a tractor, and he's like dancing and shit, and he's like, that's the wheel, and he's like doing all this weird shit, and my son's like looking at me like all happy, and I'm like, I'm glad you like it, but I know Max comes and he's like, strange. Dad, look at this, and I like watch like two and a half minutes, and I'm like, this video, what happened? Like, what was I supposed to see there? And he's just like, isn't right. that hilarious? I'm like, no, your no. sense of comedy is fucking super <laughs> off. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you watching? Yeah. This fucking screaming yeah. British guy. <laughs> right. It's not funny. So he does more adulting. He does uh, the birdcage and he does goodwill hunting in 97. Um, one of my favorite movies. Yeah. It's a sure. lot of, it's one of a lot of people's favorite movies. I liked it. It never it never it's never been a huge feels. thing for me. And like, I, I liked it. I, it was a good movie. movie. Yeah. Like, I, I understand why people love it. I've watched it, it one time. That's how you know. It's not, I think it's not it a just, happy Gilmore. I don't think it hit. It didn't hit me in the right phase of my life, mm. I think, is what it comes down to yeah. with Goodwill Hunting. Um, but uh, he won the Academy Award for that one. It yeah. wasn't just a nomination. So he wins the Academy Award. Didn't Matt Goodwill Damon Hunting. win something, too, or something? I think they both won well, they, Best Him and Ben Affleck wrote that. Yeah. And I like think it won Best Screen. Presented it to Rob Williams. Like, yeah. God, I hope. Like, that was like a, their debut, I think, right? It was their first thing ever, yeah. Yeah. And then they win an Academy Award for it. Yeah. And they wrote it. It's oh, Matt crazy. Damon and Ben Affleck. Yeah, yeah they yeah. just jumped yeah, in the yeah. scene because yep. they were friends yeah. since they were kids. Yep. Yeah. Like, they took their moms to the red carpet. That was their dates on the red carpet for Goodwill Hunting. 
Oh yeah, they were young. Yeah, yeah they were yeah. super young. That's that crazy. was their first thing. They're just out of film school. I think they were still in film school while they were making it. If I remember, isn't that I crazy? Might be wrong. Yeah. Um, but then he does one hour photo, um, insomnia. Uh, like he's like in a weird stage movies. in his life. Yeah. yeah, and then he does Night at the Museum with Ben Stiller. He did three of them. I didn't know he did three of them. Yeah, uh, I didn't know there were three of them. I thought there I were only two of them. He was dead for Theodore Roosevelt. Yeah, he was Theodore Roosevelt on the horse. He was dead whatever. when the third one came out. Yeah, they just did some computer. He was shit, on I think. Tupac. No, I think he had already filmed it. Uh, but probably. after he died, like the year, the couple of years after he died, like movies kept coming out, like Tupac Island. The other yeah. thing <laughs> is they they probably had so many outtakes from the other two that they could just they could just fucking use. Yeah, that's true. They're all Aladdin fifteen. Starring yeah, just yeah. Robin Williams. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, so he has a relapse with drugs in 2006, um, and he admits himself into a rehab facility uh, for alcoholism, and then he comes back out in 2007 and starts doing more movies. Um, I didn't know what a big fat nerd he was. Um, he loved Isaac Asimov, the sci-fi author, uh, which is why he did Bicentennial Man, the movie. He named his kid um, Zelda. He named his kid Zelda after mm. the Zelda games. After Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Uh, That's fucking he awesome. loved Dungeons and Dragons and role-playing games. Hmm. And he's a huge anime nerd and like bought like collected anime uh collectibles. Hmm. Like had like a huge so he was just like a huge like nerd. Um, that blew my mind to like get to talk to Robin Williams and he's like he knows shit about the original Zelda like he knows where the secret coin is when you bomb right there you get 100 coins when you bomb right there and if you get the power ring you can move this thing over here and do this or the power bracelet like that would blow my mind to hear him be able to speak like to that that's weird he started um, Comic Relief in 1986 which was on HBO and it was like a a benefit for homeless people Um, it raised like a total of 80 million dollars by the time he died uh, for like homeless shelters. He did stuff with uh, make a wish. He did stuff with uh, like literacy, women's rights benefits. He did a lot veterans, of a lot of USO stuff, yeah. stuff a lot yeah. of philanthropic stuff, St. Jude stuff. And um, then a lot of people on the interview on that documentary that I watched said that he did things that no one knows about, like just little things like that, where he went and like took care of someone or paid for yeah. something or did this thing. Yep. Did you guys see the thing where he goes and meets the gorilla and the gorilla knows him from his movie? No. It's fucking crazy, uh-huh. dude. I can't remember the gorilla's name is Chloe or something. Man. And this gorilla fucking loves him, dude. You have to look up that video. And she recognizes him from one of her VHS tapes in her fucking little apartment. She knows sign language and she's like talking to him and she takes his glasses, puts them on and she's like tickle me and they're running around and playing in this fucking thing and she just fucking loves him and she she knows that it's robin williams because he's on one of the movies she watches that's fucking familiar that's a trip it's really cool so he does a bunch more stand-up has like a stand-up tour um he has to pause the tour because he had heart problems and had to get some sort of yeah uh, man heart surgery yeah they cut him all the way open like he had a real fucking deal surgery yeah yeah. um zipper chest and that was in 2009, I think. And then, of course... Eight weeks uh, later, he's like on talk shows and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he did a bunch of other movies uh, that weren't necessarily like super knock it out of the park, big, big name movies, um, pretty much all the way up to and even after his death. But then, so the the big tragic moment was on uh, August 11th, 2014. He was 63, and they find him dead in his in his house. Um, his publicist passed this, uh, the Wait, statement. What year was it? 2014. And I can't it seems believe like, it's already that yeah, long Yeah, it's been ago. a long yeah, time dude. ago. Yeah. Yeah, six years. Yep. That's crazy. said, Robin Williams passed away this morning. He's been battling severe, de- severe depression of late. This is tragic and sudden loss. The family respectfully asks for their privacy as they grieve during this very difficult time. And then the uh, press release from the Marin County Sheriff's Department um, said that it was, uh, he, it was a f- asphyxia due to hanging. 
and that he had uh, knife wounds on his arms and there was a bloody knife found because he was cutting himself and then he hung himself. Um, and then shortly after his death, his wife, his last wife, he had, I think he divorced twice before her. He had three wives. Yeah. yeah. Um, his final problem. wife came out and said that, sh- that he had been having a lot of mental problems lately and physical problems. And they finally had recently diagnosed him with uh, Parkinson's and that part of it, what there's a, there's part of Parkinson's is a thing called Lewy body dementia. They didn't actually diagnose that till post-mortem. Though. Okay. Yeah. They so Lewy bodies are a type of protein that act as plaque and stick to parts of your brain and they start to constrict neural function. They said that he was down to his, his dopamine production and absorption level was down to 40% of normal. I think my grandmother had that actually because really? she was diagnosed with Parkinson's before so she the, died. But the, they usually find out postmortem from an autopsy. Right, because you can't like, get in there. They're not doing an autopsy on an 82-year-old lady, right. you know. So the chemicals that make you happy, mm-hmm. he's down to 40% of. Yeah. And he's like the down. happiest fucking guy ever. Right. And then Which the, a lot of times the happiest guy ever might be the saddest anyway. guy yeah, inside. Exactly. Yeah. And You're then, not really necessarily the happiest. You're just playing it. They you said know. that it it can cause uh it can cause massive spikes in fear, anxiety, depression, um, and insomnia, as well as memory loss, paranoia, and delusions. Yeah, like Bob, Bobcat, if you look up uh, Rogan Bobcat talks about Robin Williams, it's like ten minutes of the interview that they mm-hmm. narrowed it down, um, and he talks about the fact that they could diagnose him with that condition, and he observed behaviors of like OCD and a bunch of weird stuff where like his brain's just sending the wrong signal, like he's right. just fucking confused, and then he'd be okay, and then he wasn't and it didn't seem like Parkinson's. He's like, well, maybe it's the medication. Right. They're just trying to adjust it. And he said he saw it happening, yeah, yeah. And, so but they didn't realize wife. what it was um, until, and they said most of the time with that condition, they don't find out until mo- post-mortem because right. they have to like look at your brain. So is it like, something not everyone gets? Right. Like as far as... Well, it's part of... It's, it's usually part misdiagnosed of Parkinson's, as Parkinson's, just Parkinson's, mm-hmm. it's a, but it's a slightly different condition, I right, guess. Right, right. Or I think it's... A, an effect of Parkinson's or a version of, maybe? I think it's, I think it happens in Parkinson's, but it normally doesn't like run wild. Hmm. Like I, I'm that I'm not a hundred percent sure, but yeah, his wife wrote a whole piece in, in the, in a like academic journal on neurology. I'll, I'll have it in the show notes, but she basically said, um, it's a mischaracterization to say, like, if you're, if you want to rally around what killed my husband, it wasn't, mental depression it was Parkinson's it was this thing like if you're if you want to spend money and you want to support a cause like that's a worthwhile cause depression but that isn't what killed him yeah this is he didn't kill himself because he was depressed he killed himself because of of Louis body dementia Mm -hmm. um and they say that it was the it's the number two cause of dementia under Alzheimer's um in America so um but it it when and and the the doctors who, that'd be terrible. Yeah, the doctors who looked at at his case said that it was the worst or among the worst cases that any of them had ever seen. Hmm. So it, it was that that was kind of of what led to it. So I think the the understanding is he was like the you know the tears of a clown tragic uh, figure, but it seems more the case that it was like a sudden. At the end, this thing caught up with him and completely changed how his brain works. And that was why he killed himself. Yeah. yeah. 
It sounds hmm. like it's its own thing. I'm reading it's about it here. Thing, it's yeah. its own so thing. Parkinson's but, was a misdiagnosis. But Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, Lewy bodies, those are all closely associated, but there's a differential there hmm. for some, I don't know what it is exactly. Mm-hmm. But what a scary thing, man. Like, I think about that. I and mean, we joke about my memory. Like, right. you say that shit right. all the time. But, yeah. like, fuck, I'm 42, Anything man. Like, that shit could be some slippery fucking shit yeah. that's starting to happen. You find out, yeah. like, Michael J. Fox has this or this guy has that. That well, stuff happens, it's, you know? It's, uh, it's one day you're normal, and then all of a sudden, a couple months later, you're not. Well, the, the scarier part is, is anymore, like, like, you have to slowly watch it happen. It's not like, it's like cancer. You're like, oh, fuck my liver. Um, like I'm completely where I'm going to die. That one, your brain slips away from you and you forget your family. Yeah. You forget who you are. Yeah. Like you just be lost fucking yeah. standing upstairs. That's, that's, like, oh, where yeah. am I at? And they're like, hey, you're here. And you're like, oh, fuck, of course I'm here. Like, <laughs> right. like just kidding. Yeah, and it, like, and it's, okay. it's sad. I'm not being insensitive when I say this, but like, it's almost like if, it, if there's no cure for that, and and it's just like fucking this downhill slope and he was that bad. Uh it's almost I mean, not the way he did it, but you know what I mean? That he's he's able to rest in peace and, right. and not have this fucking right. and that might have been one of the things. I mean, because you're probably still somewhat in your right mind thinking, you know, when you're when you're depressed right. like that, thinking right. like, fuck, I don't want to put my family through this. I'm yeah. just gonna end it now. Yeah, even it's if gonna you be didn't a fucking have easy the, fucking the downward done. serotonin spike like Dave's saying where he's just super sad. Like the thought of someone like Robin Williams slipping away with Parkinson's might be enough for him to be like, "That's I'm good. I did my shit. I'm out right. of here. I yeah. was this guy. I don't want to be that guy. Right. And I don't want my family to deal with that. I can see where someone yeah. comes to that type of decision. But to be compounded with something like uh, the most crazy depression you can think of because you literally have 40% of the serotonin you're supposed right. to have. Yeah. Right. You know, it's, and it's, things. and yeah. it's blocking neural pathways. Like it's not even just the serotonin. You can't it's reason like, properly. It's, you can't reason properly. Yeah. It's causing you to have the worst emotional states possible, you know, as your primary mode of functioning. Like that's that sounds, awful. That sounds horrible. Yeah. I, I'm, and I'll be honest and not that's, to be that's uh, scary. Like Brad said, unsensitive to anyone, but like I always like, you know, my whole life growing up until I had a little bit of experience with it, like things like depression, I'm always like, Fucking pull your boots up, get fucking yeah. to it, like do some shit, and then like there's something real with it though. No, like, I have you know, had, yeah. I finally like in yeah. the last year or two had some shit happen where I'm like I'm fucking sad for no goddamn reason, yeah. but then it like lets other things in where I'm like I'm sad, and then I start thinking about grandma, and I'm like fuck, my grandma died, like I'm fucking yeah, like I miss my grandma, slippery slope, just yeah. this little shit, and then I'm like man, I'm about to fucking yeah. cry, and I don't even fucking know why right now. Like what am I not? What am I really sad about? And you just can't kick it because you really feel that way. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's when I get in a state of like um, here and there. I mean, for the most part, I mean, you know, like I'm myself and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just how I am. But then I get into a point where the, the benefit is that I know when I get into a bad, you know, little area, you know, of my mm-hmm. life. Um, and it, and it can be for no reason, but I feel like, um, all of a sudden I'm just like, I just don't care. Like, I'm just like, fucking like, what is, what, that I was the weird part care. for me where right. I had the aha I, moment I where I sympathize for everyone. Cause I was yeah. like, nothing caused this. I just yeah. fucking right. don't. It happens. It I'm happens. I'm just fucking I mean, sad yeah. to be. My, I mean, no Dave goes through it. I'm, oh, my yeah. buddy, Bob, like my, one of my close friends, he, yep. he like for like a little while, like you'll be calling him and he won't fucking answer. Right. And then like all of a sudden, like two weeks later, he'll be like, Oh yeah, I was fucking, you know, dealing with some shit. Right. And you're just like, fuck dude. Like, you know, we, we all have this, vulnerability to ourselves. It's a wild thing because it's chemicals. You know what I mean? It's chemicals in your brain going out of balance, but it is your reality. Like when you're fucking mad at someone because they did something and wronged you, you're fucking mad. Yeah. But if that kicked on and you're just fucking rabid and mad, you're fucking mad. Same reason you're sad. Right. You know, it's just like, it is what it is. You're really feeling that. That's That's, your reality. My wife's the same way. I'll, I'll, she'd just be like, I I don't know. I'm like bummed. And I'm like, why? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just feeling depressed. Yep. 
And it's like, and there's nothing you can do to no, shake there's it. There's you no, can, nope, you can't shake there's it. nothing anyone can say to you, nope. you know, to, to make you feel better. Nope. Uh, it's a, it's a fucking scary thing, you know, cause I've been in some spots where you're just like every day you're mm-hmm. just like, I don't want to be here. Right. What the fuck am I doing? Right. Just got to um, get through it. Yeah. And you, you know, luckily you pull through. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely a real, a real I just, thing. I usually, I usually, I, before my depression got really bad, I, if I had a bad day, it was almost certain that when I would, when I, if I'm mad at someone, if I'm depressed, if I'm whatever, like me going to sleep is a giant reset button. And when I wake up, that's just not there anymore. Just sleep it off. And for a long time, that was the case with my depression. So even when I have really bad depression right now, where that's not the case and odds are it's going to last a week or two or longer. Yeah. Like I still am so conditioned that I'm like, well, I think, you know, hope tomorrow I'll wake up and I'll be all right. And that's like in my head all day long. I just got to get through today. Tomorrow's going to be better. And then tomorrow isn't better, but I still just have that. Luckily still tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. Luckily, like luckily that's like, like no matter how depressed I am and no matter how long of a, of a run it goes, that's always in my head. Yeah. When I wake up tomorrow, it's probably going to be better. Because yeah. usually, even when I'm super depressed, when I wake up tomorrow, I am better. Like, it's usually, it takes a minute for my brain to be like, oh, wait a minute, you're not better. This is fucked. It's hard by contrast you know, because yeah. the other feeling has has fleeted and you, it's, you can't compare. It's like when you have a headache and you take Advil, you're like... I think my headache was really bad, but I can kind of can't remember how bad my headache was because right. it sort of faded away over 30 minutes right. and you're comparing it to the last moment yeah. and that moment to the last. But right. there's so many moments in between yeah, that right. you don't right. get the harsh comparison. It's not like a switch. It wasn't on and off. It was a gradual gradient of right. sadness right. to happiness. And so you're only comparing the most recent thought. Right. So it doesn't feel as extreme, I think. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's a, that's how we that's, end it. That's we end how it we ended on the we like that, yeah. 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 Well, it's Rob Williams. That's how it is. Wow. I have a uh, social yeah. media winner. Yeah. All right. So, so you guys, you said fucks. You won a prize. Um, episode five ten: The Batavia Maritime Mutiny and Mass Murder. Cody T. Um, Cody T is going to win a T-shirt on Facebook for sharing our clip. Cody T. Cody. What flavor? Cody. What flavor is Cody T? Cody T. From Munda. Like, yeah, from Munda. Nutty, probably. cheesy, Maybe, little funky. Yeah. Nutty, some cheesy. Funk to it. Yeah, Munster. Monster, get that yeah, monster tea. Monster mm-hmm. tea. All right, so Cody, thank you for doing that. That's huge for us. All your friends hate you, but we love you. Um, Frankie Pigeon's gonna hit you up, get your contact information, and I'm going to mail you a t-shirt regardless of where you're at. Doesn't matter if you're in Latvia, yeah. Harvard's. Um, hope you're ready for that, bro. Are you ready for that? Oh it's no, time I'm for not. that. Yeah, I'll, I'll, keep, I'll keep talking. Wait, you're ready? Wait. I don't know. You figure out dates. I'm bad in time and space. Wait a minute. No, I dates. think we're in a new month. We're in a new yeah. month. We didn't e- pick episode the Episode 510, Batavia Maritime Mutiny. I'm talking. Uh-oh. I'm killing time. Uh-oh. You're doing oh, stuff. Fuck. <laughs> Why is it a, on me? You're going to get a t-shirt. Uh, I got more fucking... to say, bro. I got more. Go ahead. Why is it on me? I have to pick somebody right now. Because I'm talking. You're going to do the sponsor. I'm helping. Let yeah. him do the sponsor. Yeah, I'm not even in the group. We are also part of the Podbelly Podcast Network. Um, you go to podbelly.com, check out other cool podcasts like Ectoplasm Podcast. Dave's been on there twice. Brad's going on there once. Um, I wasn't invited. You know what I mean? I did go to Kansas City and hang out with you fucks. I wasn't invited. I wouldn't do it anyway. I'm scared. I have anxiety. It's got nothing to do with you guys. I like you. Um, but anyways, Ectoplasm, check them out. If you like Ghost more than most, mm-hmm. go check it out. Brad's going to tell some ghost stories on there coming up uh, next week, I think. I got a bunch of ghost loads. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. check out I mean, Nerds on Topic. Um, that's a couple of nerds that talk about nerdy-ass shit. I think they talk about Pokemon. No, they talk about stuff like us sometimes. We're like actually. nerds yeah. off topic. Yeah. They're the opposite of us. They're the opposite like, of us. They, they stay yeah. on topic. So if you love us, you might hate them. 
the good people. I know Kevin. I don't actually know they're the co-host. Kevin Bacon. Uh, you can find them at podbelly.com. You can also find out uh, podcast tutorials. Um, there's kind of a lot of good information condensed in one spot. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, it's a good place to start. You can go to podbelly.com forward slash learn. There's also a bunch of cool merch over there. If you like little cute pigs, they have it on uh, beanies and hats and shirts and yep. socks and pillows and all kinds of shit. Uh, so go check it out. And also, uh, Elio Cateco Hot Sauce is our primary sponsor. Um, they are delicious and nutritious. It comes in seven flavors. There are five habanero variations. They also have jalapeno and chipotle. Um, so even if you're scared of hot sauce, the chipotle is basically like... A delicious barbecue sauce. It should come mm. in a jug. It really should. It really should. That bottle doesn't justify the Chipotle flavor. A lot of people like it. Um, Dave even loved it until he found out there was bees involved and he That's had to true. quit it. So he switched yeah. over. Did you see the uh, El Yucateco, uh infusion of I Can't Believe It's Not Butter Popcorn yeah. experiment? Yeah. yeah. That was good. They made a whole tutorial video. Yeah. Didn't work out with the pump sprayer, but the execution was pretty good, really. Yeah. They they took out half the I Can't Believe It's Not Butter and put in a bottle of uh, half. Damn. El Yucateco yeah. red because <laughs> the butter wasn't red yet, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, that was my thought this whole time. Like, I kept saying, like, if you could spray it across it, but they said they were going to head to Lowe's or something and get, like, a real yeah, spray sprayer. bottle. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't take a lot I of think, those I, I Can't Believe It's it, Not Butters to fill the, that shit. The issue with yeah. that is I think the sauce is a little thick for like a spray bottle, you know, like that's right. I guess the, I guess that can't believe it. It's not butter. It's cut it down. The, yeah. yeah. I don't know if they maybe it's not as it. thick as you think it is. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. What is yeah. it though? It has zero calories and like yeah. zero oh, it's salt. Oil. It's like margarine. There's nothing in it on the back though. It I mean, says zero margarine. down the board. Yeah. Margarine has nothing in it. It's oil and fucking. Well, but with oil, it would have fat. Fat. There's nothing in that shit. Can't, that can't be good for you. I yeah. don't know. Maybe it's fat-free. It is fat. pretty good, though. I remember when I was little, just spraying that on fucking sourdough bread. It has bread. homogenized fucking something or another and yep. dextrose in it. Yeah. Yep. Heart Stopper yeah. 2000. Yeah. Heart Stopper yeah. 2000. <laughs> yep. The Heart Stopper 2000. Anator. So, so check out Elio Catego. Um, if you find it in the wild like Sequoia McKinnon, take a picture of it um, in the in the elves' den in the forest by the maple syrup tree and uh, post it, tag Elio Cateco, and maybe you'll win the hot sack next week. Mm. Um, also, thank you to Print Dirt Cheap. Go to printdirtcheap.com and use Code Sleeping Podcast to save some money. If you need stickers or printed goods of any sort, um, they can source it. They have it. Go check them out. Um, also, check out Jimmy D's Tees. Um, he makes all kinds of cool shirts. He makes some of the shirts on our website at sofakingpodcast.com forward slash shop. He also has some of his own wares and uh, mm. gadgets and gadgets and mm. trifling truffles. Go check those out. He's got hats. He's got shirts. Brad's got one. Um, the, the Kane Shiro boys came, and David Kane Shiro had on the, the Kith shirt mm-hmm. when they came and hung out. Mm-hmm. Um, so go check it out. There's probably something you want. You just don't know it yet because you didn't go look at the website. Um, also, check out uh, SKR Apparel. That's S-U-I-K-E-R Apparel.com um, for some cool some cool clothes over there. Check out Retro Vague if you're into 80s stuff. RetroVague.com. And I think that is all I got. You got you guys came up with something that buy enough time. I think, I think so. so. They're worthy. So. They're yeah. worthy. Oh, for sure. And somehow they wrote you a letter. That's what's crazy is that they contacted you in the past, not even knowing they were Sculpt member of the month. For yet. sure. I mean, yeah, people. Yeah. Uh, this is the thing. People preemptively do it. They're, you know, yeah, just the, in case. The, right. You know. Yeah. You never know. No one but, knew uh, Conor McGregor was going to be him, and somehow we got like two years of footage of him being a plumber before for a documentary. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got Justin Bieber from age seven playing yeah. drums. Right. And then they we didn't got, know. He's, and then. In this case, we got the Skull yeah. member. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Skull member of the month this month for what, what month? Is it? September now. September. September. Yeah. Man, September. Yep. It's Alex Moreno. Uh, somebody uh, you know and you love. Uh, I believe I think I've met Alex. Yeah, I've met Alex. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. 
Brent's met him. Brent he came and him. I didn't recognize him because he came back looking like a ship captain and shit. Like yeah. he was very nautical yeah. next time. And yeah. I was, I felt. Yeah. I think the last time I saw Alex was in. Where did we go? We went to. Did you go to Hollywood? I went to Hollywood. That's where we saw him. Yeah, that was last so time saw him we saw him. him yeah. Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So that, had, at that point, I knew. But here, he showed yeah. up here, and he was like at the counter. And James was like, "Hey, someone's up here." Yeah. I walked up, and he's got some fucking like pea coat on, an and a eye fucking, patch, and a he's got a hat on. Like, he has a skipper and shit. Where did he get the wood leg from? That's what I want to know. That's going. That's going the distance for the character. He definitely does go the distance. He amputated his leg. Amputated his leg just to be. He duct taped it back real hard and put a peg on it. Yeah, carrying around Davy Jones' locker on his back. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No. Alex has Alex has been around. He's been a Skolt member for long time. Not necessarily sharing all of our views, but he loves us just the same, and we love him just. Yeah, he did stick up for us one time and say we were only kind of racist. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. Someone got real mad at us. Only sort of racist. He said they're from Bakersfield. They're kind of racist. That's all you could do. Right, right. You got another background. Yeah. So yeah, so no, Alex is a great guy. Obviously, loves midget porn. Yeah. Well. Who doesn't really? I was gonna say who doesn't. You know. Yeah, his favorite actress. Actually, his last. Birthday party, Bridget, right? Bridget the I midget knew had it. her in the Power Ranger outfit, the pink mm. Power Ranger. Mm-hmm. Uh, she came. I helped him the legs actually before the party. Mm. She was already at my house, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I got a sewing machine. The shit yeah. just worked out. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, that was that was that's that's the style that that uh, the that rest Alex of the costume kinda, surprisingly fit. She's kind of barrel chested that Bridget. Yeah, she's got a tall upper body, short legs, kind of like yeah. me. Yeah, long, yeah got short legs and tall. See so the long body, short right. leg. Right. Yeah. It's the opposite. Opposite so. a little CeeLo fucking yeah. Transformers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Destiny Kay. Danae. Destiny Danae. She had tiny arms. Yeah, yeah. old, yeah. old like T Rex. Her arms match. They call it, they that call bottle it, of gin. Yeah, they call it D Rex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For a couple reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she devours the D and yeah. she has short arms. So, yeah. Anyway, so thanks, Alex. Uh, we'll be hearing more about him uh, in the coming weeks of a month-long, um, I guess, uh, forilogy of, of his... Uh, nice. All nice stuff, though. Yeah, all nice stuff. All nice stuff. Yeah. We're trying to keep it clean, trying to keep it nice. Are we? And uh, Yeah. Okay. Are we not? I'm trying to follow your rules. Just for Arvitz, huh? Yeah. You, you, Arvitz. you release the Krakens? You're going to release the Krakens on him? No, it's just it's pointless to try to convince you two to be nice about it. I was always nice. Maybe it need was re- Brent who started it. No, no, just, no, we'll we'll be we'll be nice. <laughs> All right. Yep. Sounds good to me. He likes midgets. He likes midgets. I don't know what to yeah. say. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, uh, if you're on Reddit, go to our our Reddit <laughs> dot com <laughs> forward slash r forward slash Silver King Podcast. Yep. And uh, join the conversation there. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are at Sofa King Podcast. Personal Instagrams, I'm at Raised with Wolves. We have Sofa King Brent and Sofa King Dave. Check out Podbelly. Check out El Yucateco underscore Hot Sauce. Check out Jimmy D's Teas. Give them some love, some likes, uh, some comments, all that good stuff. Um, go to patreon.com backslash Sofa King Podcast to support the show for as little as a dollar. Your uh, dad will approve and uh, might start coming around more. Uh, because you're not a fuckface peasant anymore. They'll Nobody at least likes promise that. they're taking you to Disneyland yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Right. Because they didn't talk to you before. Yeah. Now yeah. you get the promise. Yeah. Yeah. And you might meet him for the first time. Yeah. Yep. Um, maybe you just go to Disneyland without him the next yeah. day. You know what I mean? True. Pretend that he was there. True. Right. He just went to get a corn dog. He's, the whole day you're like, hey, he's probably getting a churro. He'll be around here soon. He's got yeah. frozen lemonade. He's on the other side of the park. Right. Yep. He loves the Peter Pan ride. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just keeps riding it. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what else? What else? Spotify playlist, uh, it's the Suffolk King podcast 2020 on there. That's the playlist. And, uh, that's pretty much it. Don't be retarded.
They just squeeze my brain, getting off on pain, tripping down your face like I'm lemonade. Head melts in for days, getting off on pain, dripping down your face like I'm lemonade. They say go be an adult. Well, guns and knives are an antidote To retain some kind of self-control Slip and fat and means through a telescope You were raised sort of calls from a telephone No sense of smile, maybe tell a joke Holding back your tears, singing cynical Syllables, yeah Let's take a hit on a pipe dream Was a fate or mistake, cause the time ain't up Yet yeah, the parts of my mind don't get much blood Yeah, you want someone dead, mummy, call me up You look like a twisted Robin Hood Yeah, you take from the rich and the poor and us Wearing diamond shoes while you walk your pugs In a town you create where there ain't no love Let you squeeze my brain, get up on pain, dripping down your face like 